five, four, three, two, one. Pinky finger. Hello, everybody. Cal Banyan on calbanyan.com, hypnosis, etc. And I'm back to answer another question that Penny's going to throw at us. Penny, want to do a little introduction of yourself? Sure. I'm Penny Chason. I'm a board certified hypnotist, and I've been doing this for about eight years and run a full-time practice. And we were going to talk about what is the difference between hypnosis and hypnotherapy. All right. Thank you for that question. Yes. I kind of teased about it in our last video. Last video is kind of like, what is, you know, the likelihood that I could lose control when I'm in hypnosis. If you're interested in knowing about that, watch our previous video. But this one, this is such a good question. And the funny thing is even most hypnosis professionals don't know the answer. Okay. That's right. That's right. I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Hypnosis. First of all, we got to talk about what hypnosis is. Just a little bit. We'll do a longer video on what hypnosis is. But hypnosis is a heightened state of suggestibility. It's a state of mind right? And therapy is something you do to take someone from being sick, broken, or disordered into a healthy state, right? Now, so hypnosis is a heightened state of suggestibility. Therapy of any kind is a process that's designed or substance or treatment to help someone go to health and wholeness. Now, for therapy to need to be done, the person must be either sick, broken, or disordered, right? Now, so this is where it gets interesting. If as a hypnotist, you are working on a mental illness, a physical illness, or some other kind of brokenness of the body, and you're trying to move someone from that state into a healthy state, you are by definition doing hypnotherapy. However, nobody uses that as a criteria. Logic be damned, okay? <laughs> Instead, they say, well, I use these kinds of techniques, or I use these kind of techniques, or I have this after my name. You want to explain further on that? Because I see you nodding your head. Oh, this is my soapbox, right? Because it's, it's where you're moving a person. The technique doesn't define if it's hypnosis or hypnotherapy, because whether you're helping someone break a habit or you're moving them to a state of wellness, you're using hypnotic techniques. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead, keep going. I, I just find myself having to explain that to people a lot. Yeah. People will reach out to me and say, I see you call yourself a hypnotist, but someone suggested I see a hypnotherapist. And this is something that I work to help people understand. Yeah. So funny thing. Okay. Like I am way better than I was 25 years ago. Right. But when I was working 25 years ago as a new hypnosis professional, there's a generic term for you, right? Hypnosis professional. I was called a hypnotherapist. Why? Basically, I didn't really know the difference. And in, in Minnesota, I was, it was legal for me to do that. And that's what everybody was doing in that state. So I had to call myself a hypnotherapist. Now, 
the funny thing is a lot of those hypnotherapists had no psychological, no medical training. Now me, I had worked as a psychotherapist for years and I have a master's degree in psychology and all that. Okay. So then I moved to California and after 10 years of practice in California, once again, I could call myself a hypnotherapist. Why? These are legal decisions. This is as those terms are um, defined in law for that state. And so once again, I was a hypnotherapist. Now I'm way better than I was then. You know, now I got 25 years experience. I've trained doctors and nurses and social workers and, you know, just hypnosis professionals all around the world. But now I work in Texas. Texas, in order to be call yourself a hypnotherapist, you must have a license in medicine or psychology or some related field. Okay. Now I'm not licensed in any of those fields. And so I am now a hypnotist. So obviously the title does not indicate skill or experience or training. Guess what? I've had lots of medical professionals come to me to learn hypnotherapy when they had a weekend's worth of training somewhere. And now they were hypnotherapists, right? Because they had a weekend's worth of training but I'm a hypnotist. But then when going through the five path certification course, they really do become much, mutter, much better hypnosis professionals. You want to add to that in any way you want? I think that one of the key differences with that is, you know, we, we have that process, which, you know, people with that healthcare background tend to connect with. But I think that by calling ourselves hypnotists, we keep ourselves out of the gray area of the general person in the public, your normal average everyday person for misconstruing what it is that, that we do. It's easy to misunderstand. It's just better to go with hypnotist. And I'm proud of the title hypnotist. Absolutely. Now I have, I like the title sometimes inappropriate to say hypnosis professional because mm -hmm. that differentiates me from a stage hypnotist who is a hypnosis entertainer, right? Right. And I also like the other title that I will use, and that's board certified hypnotist, or I might say board certified hypnosis professional. And uh, because that's obvious that, you know, I have some, some higher level of not just training, but certification and recognition within the profession. And it also lets people know that I have, I'm, I'm not doing anything that's, that's entertainment-wise, you see. You might, what do you think about that? I think using the term hypnosis professional is a great way to, to go about it. You know, when I go to the, like if I get a new doctor or dentist and, and there it says occupation, I put board certified hypnotist. And more than once I've had that medical professional or dentist say, oh, you're a board certified hypnotist because in there, in medical think that makes sense as opposed to hypnotist or hypnotherapist or whatever. Oh, you're board certified because they're probably board certified in something, right? Right. At a former hospital where I was an employee, I wanted to be able to bring hypnosis to the patients and to the employees. And I was literally told you know what? I did some research into this. When you're board certified, come back and talk to me. 
because it is a, a credential that carries you further because of the education and the additional study that goes into it. So now the training that you provide, the training I provide through the Five Path International Association of Hypnosis Professionals is a perfect fit to then go through board certification and get that recognition. And so uh, I'm really proud of it. Um, I don't think anyone um, that's ever gone through Five Path certification, which is, uh, in case you guys are hearing that for the first time, it's, it's, a, it's an advanced certification in hypnosis and hypnotherapy as we just defined it right that really sets you up with a system that works for everything and i virtually everything okay it's possible like if you're doing working with acute pain then there's other systems that are designed for acute pain but 90 percent of the stuff that people come in to see us about okay and they go out of that training do the minimum level of practice like one year, and then they tend to just do just fine in board certification. One thing I want to say now, hypnotist, hypnotherapist, hypnotherapist, rationally, analytically, logically, is the use of hypnosis to move someone towards health and wholeness, which means they must be unhealthy or broken or disordered. For hypnotherapy to be applied. The vast majority of working hypnotists or hypnotherapists work with normal everyday people with normal everyday problems. We're not working with mental illness, physical illness, emotional illness, or any diagnosable, diagnosable situation or, or disorder, right? And, and that's good because that's the vast majority of the population. Uh, would you agree with that, Penny? I totally agree with that. If someone, you know, is dealing with bigger issues, then typically if they want to work with me, they have to be working with a professional that refers them to me. But the majority of the people, yes, it's normal everyday problems. Awesome. I want to reiterate that. So just like Penny, the vast majority of people, they want to work on confidence or change a habit or, you know, just do higher performance or get out of a slump, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes I will work with people who are diagnosed with something. And in that case, then I get approval or referral from a licensed professional to do that kind of work, right? For example, um, if I was to work with pain, Pain is not something I like to work with. That's Penny's realm. She's she's the pain expert over there. But like some, I've done it. Like someone comes to me with headaches. I would not work on those headaches. That would be hypnotherapy, right? Because I'm working on this diagnosable thing. I would always go to a that individual's medical professional and say, is it okay if I remove this pain with hypnosis? Because pain is a very powerful diagnostic tool and if the pain starts going away, that, that's a, something that they measure to see how well the treatment is going that they're giving them sometimes. And so we would never use hypnosis to get rid of pain unless we, a medical professional said, it's okay for this pain to go away. And now, anything you want to add to that? Because you're kind of my, my pain pro. I 100% agree. Um, if there, there has to be a referral because hypnosis is so potent mm -hmm. for pain relief. Now, let's see. I th anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? 
No, I think we about covered it and then some. All right. So you folks out there, if you're wondering, should I go see a hypnotist or should I go see a hypnotherapist? The best thing you can do is look at their credentials and then contact them. Uh, maybe find out, talk to people in the area who've had successful hypnosis or hypnotherapy done because the title hypnosis versus hypnotherapy means nothing. There's no difference in all practical reality. All right. All right. Wrap it up, Penny. All right. I am Penny Chason. You can find out more about me at pennychason.com. I have a training coming up in July. I would love to see you there and we'll catch you on the next episode. Awesome job, Penny. I'm Cal Banyan on calbanyan.com where all my videos are. I mean, like over 600 videos right now on every topic. They're not all on YouTube. I know some people like to watch them on YouTube and a lot of people find me there, but that's not the best place to go. Go to calbanyan.com. You'll get free VIP membership and my schedule for all my classes are there. Love to see in class. I got one coming up next month, uh, but you'd have to like really hurry to get into that one. But I teach about three, four times a year. All right, that's it. Calvanian. Signing off.